listen to this episode if you want to hear details and strategies behind the Stanley craze from a marketing perspective that you can add into your strategies. Now, it is no secret out there that these Stanley Cups have absolutely taken over the world. I have never bought one for myself. I bought one for my mother, but I can understand the allure. People from all ages now are buying them. They're literally one of the most trendy products out there. When I say that they were, I think they were top three of the most common products that were bought for Christmas presents in 2023. And really all that this craze is, is a marketing case study. From the very beginning, I was like, what is up here? Because this is insane. I have known the brand Stanley for a long time. Um, Stanley's been around for a hundred and like 15 years or something like that. And the reason that this cup is the way that it is, is actually all from marketing and three women that totally revolutionized the marketing that Stanley did. So we're going to dive into that today. If you're new here, welcome to another episode of the Small Business Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Madison Page, and I love to have these raw and real and genuine conversations with you all about business growth advice and case studies like this. In 2012, Stanley came out and said that they, their ideal customer who they mostly create products for are outdoorsmen, workmen. They said, quote unquote, the 30 year police officer or the army vet. And that is who the big green Stanley tumblers were made for. That was who they were marketing to for over a hundred years. That is who they were marketing to was outdoorsmen, workmen, just people like men and older men as well. And the quencher, which is the Stanley cup that we all know now that was like Stanley cup is the brand name and what it actually is. It's the quencher, I guess. Um, the, the, it was their lowest selling product for years. Like they launched it. It didn't really land well. It was their worst selling product for years. And there was conversation of them discontinuing this cup. While that was going on, there was this group of women who were kind of, they were like bloggers at the time. In 2017, there was three women called on the buy guide. Um, and they were kind of like the hallmark of influencers. Like they had a large audience, 98% women between the ages of 35 or 25 and 55. And they started, they found this cup and they were like, oh my gosh, we love this. They had a whole website that were kind of like sharing their holy grail products. These are the products everybody needs to know. You guys love it. It's kind of like their own personal, what we now all have Amazon storefronts for. These women, one of them bought it. They loved it. They fell in love with it. It was their holy grail. They bought it for the other two women and all three of them were obsessed with it. They then heard the rumors that this cup was going to be discontinued because it was performing well. Now, Stanley has debunked that and said that they weren't talking about discontinuing it, but I don't know how that conversation can really go about without it being real, but you never know. Um, Stanley has said that they weren't talking about discontinuing it. They just weren't prioritizing marketing it at this time. So instead of Stanley pushing their cup to to this cup out to people, they kind of just said, you know what, if this is something that you really believe in, 
Why don't you just buy a wholesale order and you try to market it? We are not changing our ideal customer from what you guys feel would be the meaning they were talking to those three women would be a good way to market this. Why don't you try to sell some? And if it works, it works. And then we will talk about our marketing behind this product. So they said, all right, this is a risk, but they said, we'll like take, do a wholesale order of 10,000 of them, which is more than Stanley had sold in months of this product. These three women sold 5,000 of them in four days. And then they launched the other 5,000 and they sold out in one hour. And so they had sold out 10,000 of these within the matter of days after Stanley had not sold a, a, a mass amount of them for ever, really. And this finally got Stanley's attention and they were pretty much shocked. Like they were like, what the heck? This is crazy. What did you do differently? And they said, well, you are marketing to men and this product is not for men. This product is ideal for women between the ages of 25 and 55 that live active lifestyles. And that is who we marketed it to. We broke down the actual benefits behind it, that it fits into the into the cup holders in your car. It keeps ice cold for days. Um, it's perfect for you carrying it around everywhere. It has a straw. It'll increase your consumption of water. Like these are all of it has a big handle, like all of the features that everybody knows and loves at this point they kept with this product and they, they pushed it to their people. Clearly it worked. Stanley came to them and they said, well, clearly this is a product that people want. Why don't we partner together? You can help us market this product and let's give it a shot. This was when we all kind of started to hear about it. At this point, uh, people kind of had started talking about the Stanley because 10,000 people had it. They had never heard of this product before, but these people then started talking. Influencers got it. Um, out of those 10,000, the, the conversation started, but it started so much so, and it was before Stanley really chose to push this product out there that all of a sudden it was sold out everywhere. And they really weren't like in stores, they were on their website. And all of a sudden Stanley started to see, oh my gosh, like we need to up production. They were sold out everywhere for weeks as Stanley kind of revamped their production. And then when they relaunched it through Stanley, they used the buy guide women to really amp up the marketing, market it to that different, that different age range. And they continued to sell out. They would launch it. Here's the new like big launch that we have where we have these products. Like when they started to push it, they started to prioritize it for a totally different range of women. And they sold out over and over and over again. Stanley could not keep them in stock. And then it kind of kept going, kept going. They way upped production and it just kept building. It was scarce and then they would restock and then they would sell out and then they would restock. People started selling them on eBay, more conversation drummed. They started sending them out to influencers of women between the ages of 35 and 55. And that was really a key element here that these women said, the, the buy guide women said, is if you are not marketing to women between the age of 35 and 55, even with a male dominated product, you are missing out because women buy for their families. And if you haven't read the book, Why She Buys it is, and You Sell to Women, it is such an incredible book to really break down why women are the, the statement of who you really sell to because they really do buy more than anything. They were the consumers of the family most of the time, generally speaking. And so 
they just kept getting more and more scarce. And even now where production for these cups are huge and they're in Target and they're in Walmarts and they're everywhere. You're in REIs. Like you can literally buy a Stanley cup anywhere at this point. They're on Amazon. Like they are no longer scarce. They continue to have scarcity elements, just like the Valentine's day limited edition ones that people now still want. This is all within the rate of innovation. If you've ever seen the rate of innovation, it's like a big bell curve. And if you pick up on it in the beginning, when there's scarcity on the up and up, you have to get it before it starts to fall. The trend kind of starts to go up and down. And we're kind of on the downfall now where there's a lot of dupes out there. Um, there's some studies that have come out that say that they have lead in them. We're kind of on the downfall of this trend. But some of the major marketing elements here that I really want to highlight for you for your own business as well are two major things that you have to think about in your business. First things first, are you adding enough scarcity element to your business, to your marketing right now? Now, I know you might be saying, Maddie, I would love to, but I have no sales or I do not really have a scarce thing. Like I can make to order or whatever these sales, whatever these things are. If you do not add scarcity, Scar like scarcity is one of the strongest marketing strategies that you can add into your marketing. Scarcity is, does sell. Energy breeds more energy and it snowballs. If this brand, if Stanley had thousands and thousands and thousands of these and the production, they were like, all right, we're going to, we're going to start selling these. Let's make 10 million of them. And let's really make sure we have enough for this first launch. And they predicted this. I bet I would bet money on the fact that it would not have been the craze that it is. Why? Because there wasn't an element of scarcity. Everybody that got one wanted one, but because people couldn't buy one because people were selling them on eBay and there was so much conversation about them. And then they were like a novelty item that influencers started to want. And these people really started to want, and all of these people couldn't get them that wanted them. So there was more conversation. There was more Google searches. There was more, what this is called is earned media. There was so much of a craze around this idea that people wanted it even more. The energy started to snowball. It kept multiplying and more people wanted to buy these Stanleys. That energy breeds more energy. If you are not using that element inside of your marketing, you need to start on your launches, on your day-to-day. -day. When you have low inventory on an item, even if you're starting with five items, you need to be saying, we only have five of these. People are really interested in it. This is our best sellers. There are a hundred different ways that you can add scarcity into your marketing, but it absolutely does work. This is why when you add something to your cart, there might be a countdown of like, this is only going to be in your cart for 10 minutes. Do you really think they're going to kick it out of your cart in 10 minutes? No, but they're doing that to put you on a countdown when there's 24 hours left until this sale is gone. That's scarcity. When it says there's only 11 of these left in stock on Amazon, does that work for you? Do you think there's really only 11 of those left in stock on Amazon? No but it works. They know that it works in order to convert. So they add those small little things. Where can you add that in your website? Where can you add elements of scarcity into your marketing? Next is really the hallmark and the foundation of what happened here is they flipped the script on who they were actually selling to. They were selling to older men, which there's nothing wrong with that being your ideal customer, but they saw the benefits for a larger audience for this cup, for this product. So they flipped it on its head. They switched the messaging from 
like rugged and active lifestyle to here's the perfect cup for your everyday woman and talking about the benefits and the like the busy and how you can bring it everywhere and still get your hydration in and all of the benefits that it has. What they did is they made their product a solution. You can do this too. What solution is your product over other products? This was them switching the ideal customer the foundation of the business. If you listen to my podcast long enough, you know that I talk about this. Your foundations of your business, the pillars of your business are some of the most important things that you need to focus on. And that is something that Stanley didn't know for this cup. They didn't have a proper strategy for that ideal customer behind their brand. And so they switched the ideal customer, which in turn makes you switch your messaging, your photos, your branding. And now if you go on Stanley's website, if you go on their marketing, it's colorful. It's like it is for your everyday woman. It's no longer just that outdoorsman style. They could literally split and have two products because their other products that they have are very rugged, very camper, very outdoorsman-esque. Whereas the Stanley Cup, which now they have kind of grown its own everyday person elements like umbrella under this major brand is colorful. It's for more for women. It's for your everyday person. It's not as rugged, rustic feeling. When we look at these trends, really every product that has this major trend to it has some incredible marketing behind it. There are always major marketing case studies. And it's one of my favorite things to really study because I think it's so interesting. I love to look and be like, okay, what's going on here? A lot of major things all have a scarcity element or a a major story behind them as to why it is that they're doing it. There's a lot of examples out here. Patagonia, when they switched to like a a B Corp or whatever they switched to, was not just for what it looked like at face value. It was a huge marketing thing, which then way increased their sales. There are so many products out there. And this is the same reason why so many products say they're the viral whatever. It's the viral face serum, the viral makeup, the viral pants, whatever. It's because it adds this element to it. They all have pieces of this, of marketing behind them. Products that are successful have incredible marketing strategy behind them. And I think the Stanley Cup um, craze is one of the best of our generation. Like truly in years, Where have you seen a product go from the worst selling, almost getting discontinued to literally the most popular product anywhere in the, like, at least in America, I don't know about where else it's super popular, but at least in America, it is one of the top products. It was the top, one of the top three most bought Christmas gifts. It is literally one of the most bought products in America right now. That's like a, like a common good, like a, um, like it's not a necessity. (laughs) And it is so, so, so interesting to look at these and go and look at it. When you see a product, I challenge you to really look at it from a marketing perspective, especially as the Super Bowl comes up. The Super Bowl is one of the hallmarks of marketing, the marketing that it takes, the budgets that the marketing has for the Super Bowl. I watch the Super Bowl strictly for the marketing. I like football. Don't get me wrong. My boyfriend is huge into football. Like we watch every single game and I actually like it. I enjoy it. I'm a big Packers fan. Go Pack Go. Um, but 
I love watching football in general because they are some of the most expensive slots for commercials. And it's always some of the biggest brands that have, they spend all year just working on their Super Bowl commercial that they spent millions of dollars on a 30 second or a one minute ad during the Super Bowl. And they try to drum up conversation. They try to do all of these other things. And it's so, so, so interesting to look at it. So I wanted to bring this case study to you so you can kind of start thinking of it. Where can you add this scarcity element? Where can you add more ideal customer messaging and creating your product as the solution to a problem? Where can you do that in your marketing? If you have no idea where to start, I would love to chat with you. You can head to the link in the show notes and we can have a conversation. And I hope that this was at least kind of fun for you to hear about because I don't think it's very known. It's not overly talked about and it's so important to get some of these real life examples of why that this really is. Scarcity, knowing an ideal customer that could utilize your product and having the proper messaging to actually sell it as a benefit and a solution to your ideal customer's problems. Do those things and you would be so shocked as to how those major elements can shift your marketing for your products and your business right now. I love you. I'm rooting for you and I'm in your corner always. Come hang out with me on Instagram at this is Madison Page. I love getting your DM saying how much you are loving on the podcast. I am here for you. I can't wait to see what this year brings and keep listening to all of these case studies to come.